0: Yeah!
1: Camila here at Introverted Improvisers, and if you missed the context of that intro clip from last week, you might want to go and check it out. You're welcome for the earworm. I certainly can't get it out of my head. If you're catching up or new, let me introduce myself. Hi, I'm Camila. I'm an improviser, and I hope to go down in improv history as the Pineapple Dildo Gal, bound to also get some confusing hits off the internet. This is the conclusion episode to this three-part audio essay on the power of suggestion, pineapple dildo. If the idea of this turns you off, hang tight on that acerbic judgment because I think the outcome of PD around II is actually pretty sweet. Part 1 had us exploring the context of the contentious improv suggestions of Pineapple and Dildo by combining that offer after I was gifted, unexpectedly, Pineapple Dildo as a suggestion in a session from a very sassy improviser giving me some playful guff. That inspired me to give the suggestion to all of I.I. in which clips were aired in Part 2. This is Part 3, Analysis and Conclusions. So the clips from last week, though not the full sample, were pretty representative of the majority of what happened with pineapple dildo as a suggestion. Generally, a pineapple dildo was at least partially addressed, though there was a spectrum of diving deep into the suggestion and going a bit blue to figuring out how to use it as a backdrop for another layer that might have emerged, whether that target was relationship-based, the wordplay of Shakespeare, or just an absurd situation like an ad campaign. This week, we hear longer warm-ups that led to fabulous sets and player feedback. Let's start with the group of gamey players that I often put in an ad agency or writer's room for a warm-up so that they get their banter, specificity, and wit going. You are ghostwriting an improv book, and you have to complete it uh, on the chapter. You're stuck on the chapter of suggestions in improv and the suggestion being pineapple dildo.
2: So I'm pretty sure you all know it destroys almost all improv shows. And that's when the audience yells out the suggestion, pineapple dildo. We need something, something in this book, some rescue methods, something. So so guys, come on, come on, something.
3: Well, I always thought that Pineapple Dildo um, combines the two best suggestions in improv, which is something inappropriate and a food, which always lead to great scenes.
2: And Ronnie, um, you're clearly wrong because uh, I saw a show at UCB just the other day and Pineapple Dildo led to a bunch of scared improvisers just all shitting their pants in front of people. It was it was it was awful,
3: uh, Benson. I was at that very same show, and I was rolling in the aisles. I loved it. After the show, I went out and got a drink with a bunch of those guys, and now we're the best of friends. I wholeheartedly disagree,
2: Ronnie. It's only because you love trauma. You love trauma. It, it, anything that's trauma, you 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 clench your ass cheeks. That's right. And then you laugh. Yeah, that's right.
3: I <laughs> I'm laughing right now. Yeah, it's great. <laughs>
4: I can't help but feel like maybe we're um, a little off topic here. Uh, I, we all know how much Ronnie clenches. Uh, but, I mean, I, I think that the, the real problem here is uh, one, of, um, one of content. And, and just maybe we don't listen to our audience enough.
2: Tell us more, Bruno. Tell us more.
4: Well, I feel like, you know, we always are trying to listen to what our audience tells us to do. But what if we tried not doing that?
0: I, I'm just spitballing here. So you're saying to uh, to treat the suggestion as just like a recommendation,
4: or just ignore it? You know whatever well I think what you guys are missing
0: should we even ask like how do we start a show if we don't say like to get us started please give us a word or phrase Timmy
2: Timmy it's like an iron law of improv that no one would know it was improvised unless
0: you did that what are you even suggesting it's madness well, I, I'm thinking if we're not going to listen to it, that we could just, we could just do like our best set. Like do that, do that Herald that we did based on Laundromat.
2: Timmy, did, did you, did you notice that long, awkward pause after what you said? I'm an improviser. I don't, I don't notice awkward pauses. Well... <laughs> Well, I'm not the improviser you are, Timmy. So I did notice it, and I, I believe that awkward pause was was symbolic of the the imagination when it's not fertilized with sperm. And when I say sperm, I mean a suggestion. <laughs> oh God! Hold on a second. I need to minute because
3: that is funny,
2: <sighs> Ronnie. I saw your ass clench, so you don't need to tell us that it was funny.
3: You know, I think. Um... I think what we should do and you know we're ghostwriting this thing uh I think what we should do is add little footnotes where we um we just say you know little suggestions in in the margins um like little poop jokes or you know like throw in throw in a dick here and there or a dildo for instance Oh
0: like a little like that's what she said asterisk
5: Yes like yes. asterisk.
4: Not just kind of playing directly into their hands.
2: Oh, add that one.
3: <laughs> That's
2: what she said. Uh. Bruno, Bruno, as a, as a sole source of reason in this room, please, please, bring, bring, bring us a, bring us a, a logical a something, something like that would make sense. Well,
4: I was thinking if. They gave us something like pineapple dildo. What if we just made up a phrase that rhymed and pretended that that was what they said?
0: Hmm. Like what what rhymes with pineapple dildo?
4: Time apple bilbo.
0: I like it.
3: It's not doesn't have that um that certain uh, what is it?
4: What is it? I'm certainly open to suggestions. If you want to purchase a rhyming
0: dictionary. I do we have money in the budget in for that? that? Benson, do we have money in the budget for a rhyming no, dictionary?
2: No, no, Timmy. Uh, we, we don't. Not not unless you want to donate your salary.
0: Not I mean,
2: I'm it.
4: okay with him doing that.
2: I mean, a rhyming dictionary would cost something in the order of $15 and Essentially, that's how much money a writer makes. So,
3: yeah, I think like uh, y- you're going to blow your whole. Uh... Oh, please don't
4: say that! I'm going to blow my whole. <laughs> that's what she said. God damn it! This
3: is good. I'm putting this down right now. No,
4: don't write that down.
3: I'm, I'm going to put it right in. That's what she said. <laughs> I, I'm clenching. Hold on, I'm clenching.
2: Uh, even my ass cheeks are clenching on that. Uh I,
4: I my my ass is, is
2: completely
0: slackened. Look, I, I think this should I think this chapter should just say listen to the audience. No,
4: I,
3: I was saying we shouldn't listen to the audience
4: because they always give us pineapple dildo.
3: What if it was a chapter that was listened to the audience, but it, it was just a phrase that rhymed with listen to the audience? Can
4: you? I, I mean, I had to really reach for Pineapple Dildo. What have you got for listen to the audience?
3: Glisten with your nonsense. With your naughty ants. <laughs> that sounds
4: like a very different kind of book.
0: That's what she said.
2: No, 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 guys. We need to realize that whatever we put here, is, is going to be the improv advice that Mother Teresa is giving.
4: Wow. I mean, when, I, when you said we were ghostwriting, I didn't expect you meant we were writing for an actual ghost. Exactly. What did you think I said?
2: Meant by, that's what she said.
4: Oh, you were talking about Mother Teresa.
2: <laughs> that's what she said in the past, not currently because she is dead. I see. Many things have not been made clear to me. See Mother Teresa, I believe is has been canonized as a saint. So so she also
4: like kind of a monster in real life though.
2: As most famous improv teachers are.
3: Yeah, the uh the Me Too movement really wasn't fair to her. <laughs> You know,
0: I'm tired of this cancel culture. No, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna take it back, though. We're gonna put a new spin on hashtag Monster Teresa. That just sounds like a
4: Sesame Street character. That's a great idea.
2: We we have a whole chapter later in the book on improvising with puppets. We should have a puppet named Pineapple Dota. Maybe if we had a puppet called Pineapple Dildo, when the audience yelled that suggestion out, we could use it.
4: I mean, I I suppose that could work. I mean, someone does yell it out every single time, so that could be useful
0: advice. It could be like a cuckoo clock, and it could just pop out its own little door and say, I'm taking a poop, I'll be right back. I mean, there's no, uh, it's a draft. I'd
3: say, I'd say we put it all in. I think everything that we've been coming up with, we just give everything a chapter, you know?
4: Yeah, no one's going to actually read this, so we can just kind of put whatever. <laughs>
0: uh, um <coughs> mm, Fun. Okay, cool. <laughs> fun. Okay. Fun. Okay, cool.
1: This warm-up was prior to the set on II that is Tonight Tonight, link in the show notes, a mono scene of a late night show that has been shut down due to weather conditions. Remember, there is no setup discussion or editing to our audio improv unless otherwise noted. So that episode was totally organic, players following the inspiration announced by the episode's host/slash navigator. That is one of the few episodes on any of the three II podcasts that is fabulous start to finish in nearly raw audio with just a few sound effects and tons of fabulous awkward silence. It is this group's most quiet and vulnerable set, incredibly unique to them with its slower pacing and pause. One of the hardest things to do in audio is take one's time. Most often, people new to audio reflect that the silence is uncomfortable, or they feel pressure to fill it, and it takes a lot of confidence to deliver lines with intention when there are no visual cues of stage or camera prov on Zoom to convey action or support your words. So the vibe of the conscientious writer's room, dancing around pineapple dildo, carried into the cautious Tonight Tonight set, which gave players room to slow down wait things out, and enjoy the slow reveal of the characters and arc. The unique vibe Pineapple Dildo creates also made an impact on Roundabout Shakespeare, our sister podcast of improvised Shakespeare accessed through modern-day contexts. After our pineapple dildo warm-ups in that troupe, which are in last week's episode, which you can access quickly via the timestamps in those show notes, we had one of our sharpest, shortest, most intense sets that took a deep dive into metaphor called Coffee Break Shakes, link in these show notes. We did some majorly difficult things in a short amount of time in that set blending two worlds, consistently using one metaphor to world build, and that helped double down on poetic language of Shakespeare, completing a narrative all within 17 minutes of play. Here's some commentary from after that set. Scene! Yeah! Yeah. Fuck yeah! Oh, nice!
6: That was
0: lovely. That was
6: amazing. I think also, like, for some reason, it being about coffee made us a bit more, like, sparked and made a bit more (laughs)
1: hyperactive. Permeated. That's, like, the perfect situation to just play in metaphor, because we're only doing it for a short amount of time, and also the scholars are breaking it up. Like, we can just do the one thing really hard, and just some of your fucking lines, man. well, the (laughs) ending line, the Colombian roast, and, like... That was really incredible. Um, I have a lot of stuff to say, but Jess, anything you want before you got to zip out.
6: Um, that framing device was super fun and coming in at the end and they're like stealing the Wi-Fi. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Amazing. Oh, love
6: that. Also, buck the stars. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that was incredible. Well,
1: that was um, your, you said the Grande Venti and I was like, I'm right there. Fuck Yeah. Oh <laughs> um
6: no that was super fun i really really liked that one and it all, yeah just a really nice little short victory lap was fun yeah i love it i
0: might be off base but i think that it was so tight because of pineapple dildo (laughs) of just not shying away from like leaning into into the suggestion and being as exhausting that metaphor as much as possible really worked
1: and Thompson, you set that up so beautifully because I'm like, oh, we're like, because I was kind of thinking at first we're in a coffee shop and it's going to be short because these people are like buzzy. But you laid out very clearly the metaphor a few times, and even with the title, like around the rim. But you, you, coffee, coffee, and something else where I'm like, I knew my first line if I set it up with like the world of sepia, then we would all be like, we are playing this coffee metaphor hardcore. And I, I don't know if that's what you were going for, Thompson, but I was like. I really felt like we had to stay there because of the way you set it up so thickly and accurately.
0: I thought it worked. Yeah. I don't know what I was going for, but it it worked.
1: (laughs) I'm like, I think he's setting us up for just like coffee land in Shakespeare land without it, without it being totally about working at Starbucks and Shakespeare. I'm sorry, Jess, any more comments? And then you just jet. Oh yeah. Uh,
6: Also, I just really liked that. Like, it came together so clear, like there was no like narrative fat to trim then. It was just an A and a B story, chaos at the end that explains both of them. That was really satisfying. So I I think that was Baylor who kind of brought that in at the end, like that we're just in this the same space as the fight. But that was really satisfying.
0: I loved all of Rachel's metaphors. I thought that you did a great job of, like, setting up this world and making that all work. Of just like, no, this is living. This
1: is life. <laughs> yeah, cool, cool. <laughs> so, yeah, it sounds like the old PD helped us unify strong group game, but also group everything. We were just willing to jump on board on all that was set up with each offer. So now, Roundabout has a good reason for being tightly knit. We've been working together in audio now for a year and change. But then I gave a variation of Pineapple Dildo to a new group as a warm up. And this combination of players had not really overlapped before, and they were doing a scene with three very difficult things to potentially navigate one, fresh group mind, two, a group scene. And three, the suggestion of using improv tropes as characters, including pineapple and dildo. Keep in mind, at each session, particularly where people are meeting each other for the first time, I try to develop a strong sense of trust and got your back after doing a daily mental-emotional boundary check-in. So yes, that totally helps. But for this clip, the group was encouraged to be vulnerable, break down into silliness, and just go for it. Kind of like that game or warm-up, Bad Improv. Give it a listen. What are other, like, two other improv tropes or things that, like, you see? Like, you know, there's pineapple, there's dildo. um, People are always digging on stage. Mm. Um, Uh, Like wiping the bar over and over again (laughs) if you're the bartender. Okay, okay. (laughs) Um, Oh, I like that. Okay, um, anything else that gives you an idea?
5: Uh, I mean, film noir is the classic <laughs> All right. genre. All
1: right, okay. I have an idea. This is a four-person scene. It can kind of go to shit. This is just a warm-up, but I want you to stick to point of view. Um, this is uh, you know, you can actually be the item or just represent it, and this is just a a conversation of some kind. Um. Amalia, you are some something your your suggestion for whatever character is is shovel. Montana, you are the embodiment of film noir. Um Maggie, you are pineapple. Brian, you are dildo. And so, here's the scene. You know, a pineapple, a dildo, a shovel and film noir walk into a bar, have a conversation for I don't know, 3 minutes. Uh, and call each other by the names because the names 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 uh just 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 a w- group warm up here we go
5: it was just another night another day at the bar <laughs> and that's when I saw dildo walk in hey there
2: <laughs> wouldn't get messed up
5: he looked at me with those eyes and then that's when I caught Pineapple sitting in the booth, walking over. Hello there, Pineapple. Penis. I'm sorry. Penis is your brother. Dildo.
0: Yes. Firm to me by my normal name.
5: I'm glad that you've made I it I'm going to get
7: some drink. Why don't we get some drinks,
3: boys? I always like a good lubrication, if you know what I mean.
8: All right. What are you boys having? Let me dig you up something that's uh, your favorite.
7: I'll have some sex on the beach, please. Mm-hmm. Whiskey on the rocks.
8: All right. And you, uh, Sunshine over there? Give me some
0: rum and some music. <sighs> Ooh, this is putting me in the mood.
8: I'm going to get your drinks, but you three seem to be up to something, and I always get to the bottom of everything. I am a good digger, and I know where to look for things that are amiss.
0: Mm. You want to dig me a hole later?
8: <laughs> I'll get your drink.
5: Shovels always putting their head where it doesn't belong. Always getting right down and dirty. Something that you would know about, right,
0: dildo? Of course, Phil Noir. I always like to get in all the places nobody else wants to. You gotta cheer up. Maybe we should hang out a little bit more.
5: Only cheering up I need is the sweet sound of Pineapple's voice.
7: You know, you two guys are disgusting. You should be up in the sky and lighter about life in general. You know what I'm saying? I
5: know exactly what you're saying, Pineapple. I need to finish this case. One last job before it's all done. Let me light up another
7: smoke. Hey, Noir. Noir, I've got the personal question for you. Yes. I know I've been prickly lately, but I've also been feeling a little bit lonely. How come you don't give me a little squeeze like you used to?
5: I've just found your core to be quite tough. You're prickly on the outside. Then there's a layer of sweet. And then your core is as hard as a rock. I like the sounds of that.
8: Noir, come over here.
5: Yeah, lean into the bar.
8: I think one of these two is trying to play you. Really? Yeah, why are they back around? Why why now? Why at this moment? You just you just caught the black widow the other week. And now they're coming back around and sidling up to you and
5: I think you're onto something shovel. Pineapple Dildo. What's your game? What are you playing at?
0: I just want to bring pleasure to everyone I meet, Noir. <laughs> just like the Black Widow did.
7: I just want to bring pleasure to everybody in a little bit of rum beside me. You know, we don't have a hidden agenda, do we, Dildo?
0: Of course not, Pineapple. We're not up to nothing at all.
5: Who's that over there? Wait, Dildo. Is that your? That's the dick. The private eye.
7: Yes, my brother is here.
5: This is a sting operation. You're going to get fucked,
0: Noir.
1: <laughs> a scene. <laughs> 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 that was awesome. <laughs> talk about leaning (laughs) that was that was super joyful um i believe this group warm-up built quite a bit of trust and this sense of play and it primed them for group flow and non-judgmental fun so after that they did a slightly longer group warm-up scene in a genre with less abstract character types but after a brief bio break, we chatted observations and targets for a longer set. When everyone was ready, I gave no warning of the setup, and it led to a piece so beautifully shared, acted, and emotionally and philosophically satisfying that the form is now a staple here at I.I., to be debuted and discussed for its own merits having nothing to do with Pineapple Dildo next week. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. I have written quantitative research papers and am fully aware of the correlation versus causation argument, but some players believe in the influence of PD, and I personally love how it has influenced me overall. I am currently on the thought train of being able to find inspiration in anything if I want to allow that in. In a place where so many different hearts and minds are consistently coming together, being receptive keeps us flexible, which is the ultimate got your back, right? But also, think about this. Nice. All right. That was some good. Uh, good. I love how Jess came into this session. She's like, I'm going to meet Michelle Gillian, all <laughs> about inclusive and high-level income." <laughs> uh, we just connect. And I'm like, hey, Jess, pineapple dildo.
6: <laughs> no further information. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone full PB.
1: Um yeah. Uh, cool. I'm really, I'm just really interested in exploring that. Like, you know, we always talk about like, that's, you know, pineapple or dildo is always a suggestion. It's like, where do, imp- where would improvisers take it? Why is it eight, fun, funny, or why is it problematic or how do we make it look good? Even though it's like fucking ugh, pineapple dildo again. I like- think
0: it's interesting of like the five of these that I've been a part of, uh, like they've all been about a pineapple dildo. Where I feel if you look at any of our other suggestions that it'll be like snail and it'll just be like, well, I'm taking slow. I'm taking shell. And like, it's not about like a snail, but it's very interesting that this obvious one. We feel least, well, it's around the side.
2: It's of it. hard to use that as a metaphor for something else. You know, once you've got pineapple mm-hmm. dildo on the mind.
1: You know? Yeah, no, I totally agree, Thompson. <laughs> we feel very compelled to play to the bee thinking on it, which is like this is just an interesting experiment and maybe it's because yeah. it's so in our head that like, like, like let's just play to it. Um, so yeah, I'm just like, I'm going to keep going and see what happens with it. It um, feels like
0: it feels like a band's mentality of like anytime someone like yells out stairway to heaven, I'm like, okay, we're going to play it. Like free bird. All yeah. right. Say goodbye yeah. to your next 12 minutes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jess, you had a comment,
6: I think. I no, I also maybe just wonder that as improvisers, man, there's something indulgent about finally getting to do your dildo work, like finally yeah. getting to do your pineapple scene. Because a lot of the time, like I think that we've just been grown very dismissive of it for very good reasons. Um, and so maybe there's just something very exciting. Also, like. There's like one part of a snail that is so universal that you can pluck out, whereas you are spoiled for choice if you're going to pull apart any one characteristic of pineapple and dildo. Similar to anything.
1: And that's a beautiful clip too. Like I think that is true about art, where it's like you know trying to be like lofty artists all the time, or or you know intelligent improvisers. And the indulgent side of it is like let's just fucking do it and have fun. Like sometimes I just go there and improv. I'm like, all right, we're doing it. Like it's, it's a I I think it's, it's, it's all in context. Like we do this beautiful stuff. We can also fuck around. We can play highbrow. We can play lowbrow. Um, so that's a really nice comment. A really good clip. Maybe I'll include something. <laughs>
6: We've earned our pineapple scenes. <laughs> We've put the hours. In.
1: We've earned our pineapple dildo. <laughs> So give pineapple or dildo or pineapple dildo a very indulgent shot and be willing, vulnerable, and curious to what comes up. You deserve to show your improv voice some love, and I'll totally have your back.